Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Morning. How are we all? Hello. <laughs> Better than you. I thought it was 11 o'clock my time when you pricks have shown no consideration for um, time zones in the past, so... <laughs> There's no chance it was 11 o'clock the old <laughs> A man who just said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. My former student hasn't done anything too crazy this week, so I will not say C-bombs about him. Excuse <laughs> the picture of Michael. That's right. Australia's number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello, lads. I was going to sing We Are The Champions by Queen, um, mm-hmm. but I'll just say We Are The Champions. And not us specifically, but the Australian oh. women's T20 side. Okay. Is champion. Yep. <laughs> Which we'll get into later. Record yourself in the shower Sizzle. later. And then oh, send good it to acoustics me. in there, Ross. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Today we're in the quadrangled Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production <laughs> brought to you by our tier one sponsors for 2018. Brits Diablo, Poor Man's Yoho Diablo, Gateway Drug, The Fire Twirling, The Wacker, Sunny Rise since 1975, The Dot Matrix Printing Company, The Tractor Paper Company, Snakeboard, Discating Kneecaps since 1991, Pyramid Bank, Channel 31, Bilo, Video Easy, Get It First Time or Get It Free. Uh, also, don't forget our merchandise on Redbubble and check out the hats. Get stuff. <laughs> How are the um, can coolers coming along yeah, there? Stubby holders in the design phase at the moment, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> when does the production phase kick off, mate? Oh, probably. In the, Have you got your Gantt charts uh, sorted? In the, in the new year now. You know what it's like around Christmas time, mate. Things get tight. Oh, yeah. All the warehouses <laughs> yeah, shut down. It. Production yeah. slows. Shut down, all boys. All the, um, the labour in China has Christmas off, so you, know, you can't get them made. Trade <laughs> made these stubby holders, mate. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Um, Unlike all of our other uh, apparel. Yeah. No, it's yeah. all printed in Melbourne. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are the shirts From made, From Australian-made <laughs> cotton. Uh, very good. Mm-hmm. Yep, so first up today, we have a look at National Team Talk, and it's the first test squad between uh, Australia and India. I need to stop the computer Yes. How good was it How... that uh, as soon as um, someone doesn't get named in the squad, they go and break records in Premier Cricket, Ross? Yeah, that was great. Let's <laughs> just run through the squad I'm first of all. I don't know I can play that. Yeah. Oh, yeah just we, none yes, of them, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we'll just have a look. Here's the first test squad. Aaron Finch, Marcus Harris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's great having assistants. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll go back here. Uh, this bit is definitely <laughs> going to be edited out, so we'll just start again. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Aaron Finch, Marcus Harris, Usman Kawaja, Sean Marsh, Peter Hanscom, Travis Head, Mitch Marsh, Tim Payne, Pat Cummins, Mitch Stark, Josh Hazelwood, Nathan Lyon, Chris Tremaine, and Peter Siddle. So not a huge number. Yeah. Of... Yeah, hmm. retained his spot after a glorious tour of the UAE. Now, it's not that surprising. Uh, I'll just talk no. about some of the highlights quickly. Marcus Harris came in. Yes. What did JL say about him, the coach? His little brother. That's oh. all a myth. Originally? All the uh, huh. all apparently apparently JL never got on the PA system <laughs> as a whacker <laughs> and called him <laughs> called him a piece called him a piece of shit for an entire innings. I personally don't believe it and think JL's in PR mode. But anyway, oh, yeah. Like an airplane. Mm-hmm. 
Do you reckon Harris was like had mixed emotions when he got selected for the squad? Just oh. like a bit of PTSD as well as elation. <laughs> like, he had cold sweats and went into a fetal position and cried under his desk for 20 minutes, but they also called his mum and said, I'm an Australian cricketer now. I reckon he rang up um, his health insurance company and made sure he's 100% paid up to date. I reckon <laughs> that's one of the first things he did. Because <laughs> old JL might have karate chopped him when he walked in the door or something. <laughs> a reverse um, crescent kick to the face. <laughs> Uh, so Victorian, um, yeah, yep, the Victorian, the Victorian is, um, have done batsman. well. Yeah, they have. <laughs> uh, so Pete Hanscom was in the squad, but Matt Renshaw yep. didn't make it. No, so it's big news there. Yeah, I think I think the biggest, oh, like, the big thing there is I think the reality is like we spoke about this. In previous ones and all that, and we spoke about we speak about it in private as well. Is that since Marcus Harris moved to Victoria, he's been the leading run scorer in all Sheffield Shield cricket for that period. Yeah. He's also oh, has he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's also a legitimate opening batsman. He's not a makeshift one like Finch has been turned into. To in yeah. credit to Finch, he's he did well in Pakistan, but mm. Harris. Is a legitimate opening batsman. He's outperformed the guys like Renshaw and Burns and that that have been picked picked ahead of him in past tests, such as when all the shit went down in South Africa and all that. So I think yeah. the reality of the situation is, is people are all on their high horse about Renshaw, and I get I get it why people fell in love with Renshaw because the way he goes about it and he's hard nosed and he has a crack and all that type of stuff. But yeah. when it's all said and done, no matter what the selectors want to tell you, no matter what warning tells you about gut feels and all that fucking bullshit that he carries on about, yeah. cricket's a numbers game. Cricket is a numbers game. It's 100% based on numbers. And Marcus Harris has numbers and deserved to be selected. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Definitely agree. Um, and it really wasn't like an out-of-the-blue selection. No. It's a numbers no. selection. Mm. Um, and it's also a guy, you know, making runs at the right time too. And having yep. a, and making runs consistently for a period of time. Also, yeah, I have a so. question. Yes. Yes. Dad. What's his lineage like? <laughs> I believe that his dad once opened in the fourths for <laughs> Rockness Island with Alex Dad yeah. and Tom. Oh. <laughs> well, he's a six. He's a six-point player then. He's, uh, from the Brody Cricket Association. <laughs> Seventeen <laughs> clubs on Rockness Island. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, very interesting that uh, Langer and Harris had that falling out when um, Langer said that Harris, you know, was mediocre with flashes of brilliance, or worse to that effect, yeah. when he let him go from WA. Yeah. But he's certainly been a force to be reckoned with since he's been opening the batting. See, um, the thing I, see. See the thing I did love about... On his, yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say too, Paul. <laughs> you go, yeah. mate. I was going to say the exact same thing. I love that Langer just doubled down and went, well, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. so I just love it. It's just like, it's like, he's not conceding. He's like, yeah, he's gotten better since he went over there. But when he left, what I said was true. <laughs> hey, just on, the, on, on a quick note, is Victoria, well, I'll do an AFL uh, analogy. Sure. Is Victoria the Sydney Swans of Shield cricket? They just seem to pick up sort of like guys from other oh, states and don't yeah. that aren't really doing the best or setting the world on fire, but they seem to come good for Victoria. There's a little bit of that, like Dave Hussey. Dave yeah. Hussey's a really good example of that. Even um, Clinger. Yeah. Yep. Tremaine from Tremaine. New South Wales. John Even Hastings what's his name well. when um, 
when is it David Wright come over from Tassie? Looked like his career was cooked, and he got yeah. another. He had a Damien pretty good Wright. run at Victoria. Damien Wright. He had a pretty good run yeah. at Victoria. Also, um, the three state player Dan Christian. Yep. Yep. Yeah. DC. Matty Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Mick. David Wright plays third base for the Mets. That's who. That's what I'm getting confused. <laughs> David Wright's his old Mets captain. <laughs> just retired. <laughs> Damien Wright. <laughs> I think um, historically we've banged on about it. Well, when I say we, I mean Victoria. Um, have banged on about there hasn't been a lot of uh, Australian representation, so it's not surprising to see because they keep their team together for so long that they're actually a good team. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Anyway, Ross, thanks, mate. No, no, I agree. Tuscan yeah, style we got some... popping up everywhere, mate. <laughs> yeah, what's on your mind? Give us a yeah, call. Yeah, we're at AM, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think about boat people? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get Gin started on that, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Move, Jesus. Moving on quickly. We all, we all know Gin's secret about <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> okay. Just love boats. <laughs> that's why you moved to Ocean Grove, because you're a boat person. Uh, that's Give me why you a use... sloop John B any day. <laughs> that's why you use a lot of nautical terms. Yeah. Yeah. Like plunge people. and plimsoll. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Spinning. All right. Uh, I believe we had a bit of a look at some first test teams of our own. First test 11s, in fact. Yep. Yep. Do you want to throw yours at us, Alex? Uh, are we actually going to do the test team? Because I reckon there's five people currently in the squad in my test. So, and you guys are all going to laugh at me too. So okay, I go for it. We did these weeks ago, so let's have a listen. Yeah, like three weeks ago, four weeks. Two episodes ago, I reckon. So that's yeah. four weeks. It is. All right, Good my math. test team. Reading yeah. from batting order. Yep. Finchie. Renshaw. Usman. Head Scobe. The Governor General George Bailey. Why are you guys all going to laugh at me? Because he's done nothing in Shield Cricket. Just giving up the captaincy. uh, Look, I've had a bit of a look at him. No, his numbers don't really add up, but I've got a hunch about George Bailey. (laughs) All right, morning. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Captain's Captain's cool. So I've got the Bison if he bowls. Yuck. Um, And I didn't have a replacement for him, so let's just say the Bison. Payne as captain and wicketkeeper. Lion Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. And I'll okay. finish. I'll come back up after you guys are all finished because I've done a big lug test of team. Oh, as well, okay. So. Yep. Oh, very good. Okay. Over to you, um, Mick. Alrighty. So um, I've got Finchie. Uh, he performed well enough in Pakistan to keep his spot. Uh, I had number two. I had Marcus Harris. Whilst it looks like a knee jerk, because this was written about because he made two fifty a few weeks ago. The reality is, is like since he crossed to the Vicks, Harris has made nearly, now it's over eighteen hundred runs at at an average of forty eight and a bit. So I think that uh, puts him in contention. I had Usman at three. If he wasn't fit, which he's been past fit now, I had Jake Lehman coming in, but he because he averages just a tick under fifty, and last season he. Averagingly 65. So uh, I had Smarsh at four. I wish it wasn't true, but he made an 80 and a 98 before I wrote this, and I thought, yep, that's going to get him picked. At number five, Australian selectors love an all-rounder, so I've gone with Australia's premier all-rounder, Elise Perry. Yes. Um, (laughs) If Elise is unable to play, I had Travis Head still in the side. Now, in hindsight, um, I'd probably still stick with Head, but I think I'd I'd move him down to six, and I would put a new number five in, but I had Matty Wade at six. 
Because oh, yeah. he averaged yeah, 55 yeah. last season with the bat, and he was averaging 50 to the point that I picked this side. And worst case scenario, he can bowl a few 130k thunderbolts <laughs> as well. And you know what? Mitch Marsh only bowls four overs, four overs <laughs> at innings, so I'm sure Wadey could do that. Uh, in hindsight, I think I'd probably put Hanscom in at five. I'd retain Head and put him at six, and I wouldn't have an all-rounder because I believe between Head and Finch, you can bowl those five or six overs at Marsh bowls. Um, mm-hmm. I've got Payne at seven. I'll let him keep his captaincy and let him keep his gloves as well because he can't do sweet fuck all. Hmm. Um, he, like I said, he performed, he's performed well enough since his recall, so there's no reason to throw Payne out, no matter what... Mm-hmm. Um, some Botox-filled blonde X-test leg, leg spinner will have you believe. Um, then I've got, same as everyone else I'm guessing, I've got Stark, Cummings, Lyon and Hazelwood to round out my 11. Nice. Oh, very good. Yes, well, I went uh, a different way. I thought Finch did plenty enough to retain his spot and he was as an opener, so I know he hasn't batted as an opener much, but why not keep him there? And uh, Matt Renshaw coming in to partner him, even though he's Played like a dog in the shield. Usman Khawaja at three. Four, smash as much as it pains me. He goes in there. Five, I think um, Pete Hanscom's been in good enough form to come back in at five. Six, I went for a captain's call. Can't stand this all-rounder bullshit, so I went back to something that's been tried and tested and we know works. Nick Maddinson at six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> out of Premier Cricket. <laughs> uh, straight out of Premier Cricket. Not even five. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the bottom five pick themselves. Payne is the skipper, then Cummins, Stark, Lyon and Hazelwood. I'd like to see um, Stark be told that if he keeps batting like a galoot, he'll bat down at 11 for a while. Yep. Um, and 12th man, I went for another great captain's call. Joe Many, if any. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Nice one. Yeah. I, um, mm. I had Renshaw and Finch opening together. Uh, I thought, like you fellas mentioned, Finch had done enough uh, overseas to retain his spot. And I thought um, with Renshaw's ability to occupy the crease and back time, um, he would have been a good one to have alongside Finch. Um, and, you know, when he turns the ship, he can still dig in and, and have a crack. Uh, my number three is um, Osman Kawaja. Um, nothing really needs to be said about Osman. He's in the form of his life and can finally make runs overseas. So um, I think he's becoming a complete player. Uh, Smash, I had at four, um, given that this series will be played in Australia. Um, there's a chance he'll get over 10 and therefore make 100. <laughs> um, my number five was Pete Hanscom. Um, I just like the way he goes about it. I know he looks ugly, but he last time he played test matches, he made some good runs um, against good bowling attacks. So I don't see why um, anything should change from there. And then number six, I, uh, I went a throwback to the old times when your top five were really good, so you could afford to, to blood a number six who could be picked on potential. And I had Jake Lehman as that number six, um, mm-hmm. just so he could get a taste for the big time. And he's in good enough form, I thought, at the time when we picked the teams to, to have a crack. Uh, seven, Payne. Eight, Cummins. Nine was Lyon. Uh, ten, Stark. And then Noni on the tram tracks down at 11. Yep, all fair enough, I think. Uh, 12th man? Uh, 12th man, Nugget. Nugget Reese. <laughs> <laughs> the first test is in Adelaide. And he so will, he will have his whites on. That's so. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a pair of batting gloves to clap yeah. with, yeah. so he's not too yeah. loud. <laughs> For those interested, because I didn't name him, I had the Bull Mastiff, Scotty Boland, as my 12th man. Oh, uh, okay. Who was the 
<laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Face like a bulldog. <laughs> Bull mastiff even. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, so, speaking um, of big lug bolo, I might yes. just jump into my big lug test team. So mm. I'll go batting order again here. Uh, we've got Renshaw <coughs> and um, Stonewall Moises Enriquez to uh, open the batting with Renshaw. <laughs> Uh, as because you know those two guys can eat up some overs, I've got Cam White in at a uh, three because he won't come in against a new rock, so it'll be good. His sort of deficiencies on the front foot will be uh, no longer there. Oh. And once Cam White and either one or Moses and Renshaw have racked up like one for 150, I've got uh, world's largest Diamante Gorinda Sandu coming in at four to play some shots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and after that, we've got, you know, we're in a good position, so we need quick runs. So I've got the Stoin Cloth and the Bison um, coming oh, yeah. in. Five and six, yeah, that makes and sense. And if, if, if the, you know, one out of a hundred chance it all turns to shit, I've got Finchie as skipper and wicketkeeper coming in at seven just to, uh, just to hold up shift. the fort. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I've got, I've gone, you know, and Finchie can take off the... Um, Pads and bowl a few uh, offies if need be, if Corinda's got a sore arm. Uh, but uh, uh, for the uh, bowlers, I've got Stark, Cummins, Big Lug, Bolo and Hazelwood. Uh-huh. Uh, 12th man, um, DJ Worrell. Oh, yeah, Frankie oh, Worrell. He's been a good pitch. nick. Yeah. Yeah. Penis on the pitch, DJ Frankie, yeah. weird unit hair, Worrell. Yep, that's him. Yes. So it was a bit tough, this... Uh, it always is. to pick a big lug. There's, the bat, there's not too many big lug bats around. Yeah, so no spot for Trent Lawford? <laughs> no, well, I went with just people who played state cricket. Oh. Yeah, I didn't plough the depths of uh, <laughs> Premier Cricket. I could have come up with many, many big lugs if I went down to Premier <laughs> Cricket, I'm sure. Uh, the, the grassroots is the home of the big lug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. And Jason Flores uh, <laughs> couldn't find a spot for him. Yeah. That's because uh, he's doing manager. his... Um, Podiatry course. He's not playing state yeah, cricket anymore. He, um, he decided to, he's a strapper. Yeah, he decided to walk away from his state cricket contract to take up a physiotherapy <laughs> degree. I don't think so. Anyway. Like the Michael Clark retirement. Yes. You're fucking sacked, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I retire. <laughs> I choose to retire. Okay. Now, overseas, (laughs) as we lose another test. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Right, so I guess uh, we've looked at the Australian team in some details. We've got to chuck over to the other side of the coin and look at the Indian team. They had a four-day tour match against the Caxi. So, their bowlers did all right, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, think, I think the fact that they didn't let their bowlers bowl did all right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The... Um, so there's interesting points here. Before the match started a few months ago, in fact, Java, not Javagal Srinath, the other guy, Ravi Shastri, <laughs> he said that he wanted two warm-up matches in Australia, but, you know, couldn't get it because the schedule had already been done. And um, this four-day game, unfortunately, turned into a three-day game because the first day was completely washed out. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get great opposition. The only known player in the Caxi eleven. Uh, Darcy Short, Martin Bryant and Sam Whiteman there's a couple others uh, Harry Nielsen and Param Upal but you know most of them hadn't played first class cricket so it's disappointing Bryant before Ross did he knock right. him dead? yeah he <laughs> him over yeah. slayed him Slayed the aisles him. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so it's disappointing oh, yeah. that Cricket is Australia. Massacre? Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, step too far, I think. <laughs> yeah. Cricket Australia continue with this idea of putting out these weak tour teams when they could put out an Australia A team. Anyway, I said it before, but I won't dwell on it. Let's have a look how they went. Now, the big news out of the game was uh, Prisvi Shaw. I don't know if that's how you say his name. He rolled an ankle fielding on the boundary line. Yeah. Oh, lucky he didn't snap looking. off from that photo. Horrible. He made 66 off 69, so I think he's only 19. He was going to open, yeah. but um, not anymore, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a few half centuries. Uh, our man Steve Pajara made 54. Steve. Virat Kohli, 64. And Ajinka Rahani made 56. And Vihari, Hanuma Vihari, 53. So all their top six got runs, apart from the opener, Lakesh Rahul, and he made three. So interesting to see what their top six will look like um, for the first test. They uh, had plenty of bowlers in their uh, innings. The Caxi made India made 358. Caxi made 544. Darcy Short made 74. Martin Bryant killed him 62. <laughs> uh, but it was Harry Nielsen who made 100, batting at six. Then number eight Aaron Hardy made 86. Oh, wow, he's the guy who got Coley out as well. Yeah, so he's a bowler. He's batting at yeah. eight. And then number Jesus. nine made 43. <laughs> and number 10 made 38 not out of 82 <laughs> balls. Jesus. <laughs> and so number, was... number 11, Jackson Coleman, made 36 of 65 <laughs> balls. What? So um, on day, the second day of actual cricket, so day three, it was yeah. the Caxi's first chance to bat, and India basically... Had their front liners bowl on that day. So you got yeah. Muhammad Shami, Umesh Yadav, and Ishant Sharma, as well as Ravi Ashwin and Ravinder Jadeja, all sent down overs. Yeah. But then, come day, the last day of the match, they decided that they couldn't really be bothered. So there's a few um, well, extra went... bowlers in play. Coley bowled seven yeah. overs, Lily VJ five overs, <laughs> Bumrah yeah. bowled 1.1 overs. Our yeah. man. 1.1. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Full tosses one had wicket. to take him off. One maiden, one wicket, yeah. and then was he feeling a uh, that he had a hot spot covered on? So I oh, know I think it, that, this wasn't eleven versus eleven. This was you know all and yeah. sundry versus all and sundry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, they they got overs into the blokes, but uh, I'm not really sure what happened on that fourth day. I don't think their heart was in it because the top five bowlers all, uh, yeah, the top four bowlers all did have more overs at the start of the last day, but. Um, yeah, to let numbers nine, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11 make 86, 43, 38, 36 mm. of many balls. Not like they smashed them around. Quick fire. Yeah. Anyway, Did India you... bad again. Two for 211. And maybe here's a look at the sort of lineup they might go with. It was Murali Vijay open, made 129. And Lakesh Rahul made 62 openings. So maybe they're the two openers for the first test for India. Mm. And Steve at three, Kohli at four. Rohit Sharma at five or six. Uh, Rahani, Ajinka Rahani, I think he might uh, be in there too somewhere. And then, yeah, I think the bowlers pick themselves. Shami, Yadav, maybe Ishant Sharma, or the two spinners, Ashwin and Jadeja. Just yeah, see what happens. But I don't reckon they'll play the two spinners. No, I think Probably you're right. I think Ravi Ashwin. Ashwin will be it. And, Did uh, anyone uh, see the footage of Coley bowling? Fuck, no. it was absolutely it was, a, it was, a, it was on Facebook. Yeah, he bowls these, like, 
finger spin like just as quick as he can darts off the wrong foot. And it was like oh. a, it oh, was really? like and it was like around the wicket as well, the footage I saw. It was just fucking trash. It was, it was um <laughs> it was the Jade Herrick half fully half hour, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that bad. There Ooh. was full buggers, there was just shit yeah. everywhere. But then, of course, I was going to say, it's not a... has to get on social media and say how good it was because yeah. you know, oh, yeah. they're appealing to the they million set up Indian this... supporters who will be out here this year. Yeah. To yeah. Get they set up this bullshit tour match. Yeah, but it is, it's not a good sign for Australia because apparently when he bowls absolute garbage in a tour match, he bats well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a bit of trouble. I think. The reverse I've Mitchell always Johnson. said that about Virat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the reverse Mitchell Johnson? Yes. Yeah. I saw he got a wicket too, so that was good effort. Uh, I thought you were going to say he throws it uh, a bit like the Hashim Amla Javelin toss style. <laughs> 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 Nothing could be as bad as that, surely. Anyway. On that note, it's over to you, Mick, for a state wrap. Alrighty, so we've got uh, episode, this is, as we said, at the start of episode 81 of Have Bat, but like Ross before VCE, I'm staying home. <laughs> so, we kick, off this, we kick off this episode in the home of Australian politics, fireworks and pornography, Canberra, where New South Wales hosted Queensland. So they were in Canberra due to that Caxi game being at the SCG. Uh, Peter Neville won the toss and elected to have a bat. The dirty, stinking New South Wales pricks limped, to be, limped along to be three for 76. <laughs> Enter the man who got busted by Mitchell Stark having a cheeky wank in his hotel room, Moises Enriquez. <laughs> he, managed, he managed to peel off a hundred... Oh, that's what it looked like on that video that went around. Uh, no, I didn't see it. No, oh, there's, a, there's a video, it's an old video from a tour and like Stark like bursts into his hotel room to interview him. And he's in bed mm. with like a laptop on his lap and like a real guilty look on his face. And Stark's like, what have you been doing? <laughs> and he goes... Listening to music. <laughs> Did he say yo? Oh, if you can't, like, if you haven't seen it before, do in the words of Molly Meldrum, do yourself a favour and yeah. find it online and check it out. It's, it's funny, great. as it is great. Yeah. So uh, Moises managed Good to reference get, gear. Yeah. Moises, Moises managed to get 152, which helped New South Wales get to, to all out for 279. The best of the bull, the Bulls bowlers was what the feckity, it's Mark Steckity hmm. took four for thirty eight. <laughs> Test hopefuls Joe Burns and Matt Wrencher opened the batting for the Bulls, but Joe burned out quicker than a shooting star, being dismissed for six. Enter the flying lasagna. Fifty two runs later, Cummings had hobbed him, but it was the tail that wagged for the Bulls as Mick Moore on Nessa made sixty two, hmm. and Mark what the Steckity got himself forty one. <laughs> With the Bulls finishing all out for 260 and trailing by 19 runs, pick of the New South Wales bowlers was the GOAT, Nathan Lyon, who took four for 83. My man. Second time around, New South Wales... Second time around, the New South Wales openers took it to the Queensland bowling, peeling off 258 for the first wicket. Jeez. Daniel Hughes got 116, and the weatherman, Nick Larkin, made 175 not outs. The Blues ended up declaring three down for 360. Jeez. Mitchell, what do you do with a broom, you? Sweep, son. Sweep, son. Picked up two for 133 oh. to be the most memorable of the Queensland bowling. That's a bull, that's a bull <laughs> Get too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queensland was set 380 to win, and they never even looked like it. They ended up getting rolled for 216. <laughs> The Wildebeest, Jake Wildemuff got 84 runs, but no one else did too much. 
The GOAT was once again the best of the New South Wales bowling, picking up five for 94. And it was something like his first first class five for in like five or six years because he hasn't been playing or something like that. There's some stat like that. Yeah, state five for, yeah. Um, New South Wales win by 163 runs. Man of the match was the weatherman, Nick Larkin, through his 175. Mm. Points, New South Wales, 7.8. Queensland, 1.6. Filled out the team sheet. So next stop is the Adelaide Oval, where the Redbacks hosted WA. The Warriors won the toss, but play was delayed as Mitch Stutt. As Mitch Marsh had trouble telling Travis Head he wanted the field because the stadium was so fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Marsh what? looked Mitch, Mitch Marsh looked like a genius early days as South Australia slumped to be two for thirteen. Mm. The accountant Connor McInerney got fifty one and Travis Head got eighty seven as they put on one hundred and twenty three for the third wicket. Nick Winter is coming got fifty three not out batting at nine. SA finished two hundred and fifty one all out. Best of the WA Trundlers was five for forty-seven. With with five for forty-seven was Ross's man Jahai Richardson. Oh, hey. WA's run chase got off to a shaky start when when Josh Ryan Philippi was removed for two. But never fear, Big Hank was here and Hilton managed to get forty-two before he was removed by Penis in the pitch. Dan Worrell, who was back in the first-class team. Jahai Richardson, Jahai Richardson's kissed on the dick match continued as he made 53. <laughs> but unfortunately for WA, that was about about it as they were dismissed for 207. But the man of the moment was DJ Dan Worrell who picked up 7 for 64 for South Australia. Yeah. The ginger mongoloid who eats children, Lloyd Pope, continued his run of stinking it up, taking none for 41. I tipped it. I'm going to say yeah, it every did, match until he takes yeah, it. Yeah, we'll we have to give you that because you did actually tip that. Yeah. Uh, South Australia had a second bat. This time out, they got 268. So top scorer was the son of Tim, Harry Nielsen, who made 82 and took that form over. So how did he play in this and the Caxi? Oh, this is the week before, sorry. Week before, don't mind me, yeah. don't mind me. So he made 82 in this and went on to make a ton the next week. Good work for him. Hanging with Mr. Cooper yeah. made 49. And the accountant, Connor Mack, made 41. WA Bowling was led by Matthew Ned Kelly. Was a criminal, not a national hero, you bogan fuckbags. Mm. Who took 5 <laughs> to 61. <laughs> WA would need to chase 313 to pick up the win. If dealing with teams that involve marshes, we knew WA were up against it. But alas, we would be incorrect as Sean Marsh did what Sean Marsh does and made a fuckload of runs when there isn't a test to win. Peeling off 163 <laughs> not out. Smash was ably supported by the buzz. Will Bazisto, who got 58. And the man with vice-captaincy running through his veins, the bison, Mitch Marsh, who got 44. That was me uh, getting ready yeah, to shoot no, up. That for those. was good. That was yeah. really good. Best of the SA bowlers is once again the penis in the pitch, Dan Worrell, who picked up three for 84 to give him match figures of 10 for 148. WA win by five wickets. Unsurprisingly, the man of the match was smashed with, for, the, for leading the chase. Duh, points, WA gets 7.1. South Australia get 1.5. Mm. All and for the last match of this round, we head to the state that time forgot. <laughs> Tasmania. <laughs> As the Tigers hosted the unwavering, unconquered, 
first-class cricket powerhouse, Victoria. <laughs> Vicks won the toss. Peter Hanscom turned to George Bailey and said, we'll have a field, and by the end of this match, we'll have your job, Governor-General. <laughs> <laughs> and what a decision it was by the doyen of state cricket captains as the Vicks <laughs> humiliated their two-headed neighbours from across Bass Strait as they rolled them for 81. Yeah, Jesus. Top scorer for Tassie was the King Brown, the long neck, Jordan Silk, <laughs> with an embarrassing <laughs> 16. Best wow. with the rock for the Goliath, known as Victoria, was the big lug, Chris Tremaine. He took five for 13 off 9.5 overs. Jesus. The entire Tassie innings was just under 30 overs. In the spirit of competition, the Vicks decided to let Travis Dean, let, decided to let Travis Dean get out cheaply. Hmm. When even and then even gave him Peter Hanscom for nothing as well. But Tassie just didn't appreciate it. So the bear said, Fuck this. Cam White said, I'm coming for you, Tassie, and peeled off sixty three. Even the banana man got forty two and Ross's favourite glove and Seb Gotch got forty one. Hmm. Pick of the Tassie bowlers was Riley every year Alex skips a game of cricket to go to Meredith, who picked Meredith. up four for sixty one. Second time out. The Vicks were went the okay for second so for Tassie's second time out I've written this really poorly so for the Tassie second time out the Vicks went full charity mode letting them rake up four hundred and seventy six <laughs> giving them a lead of roughly two hundred and seventy six the King Brown Jordan Silk got ninety Alex Doolan got ninety four as they put on one seventy for the opening stand but the pick of the Tassie bats was everyone's favourite sawn off angry man Matty Wade who made a hundred and thirty seven. <laughs> Couple of the Vicks cracked triple figures with the man who used to be used to be a woodchopper, Peter Siddle, taking four for a hundred, mm. and Big Chris Tremaine getting two for a hundred and eighteen. There is no there is no truth to the rumours that Jade Herrick has become the new Victorian bowling coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In true powerhouse fashion, the Vicks chased down the measly two hundred and seventy six runs with by, with only four wickets down to give them a six wicket victory. Marcus Harris got himself 67. Seb Gotch was in the runs again with 68 not out. And Matty Short would also add 64 not out. Did the, and they did the job for the Vicks. Uh, Jackson Bird led the Tassie bowling with two for 65. The Vicks win by six wickets. Cunt of the match. Sorry, man of the match, Matty Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Points, Vicks 7.8. Tassie 1.0. There was just a recent round of cricket that just finished yesterday, but due to my commitments of playing or, or rocking up and standing in my whites, I won't say playing cricket yesterday. Um, it hasn't been written, so I'll cover that next podcast. Something happened with the Vicks, but I don't think it was very important, so we won't worry about it. Um, and that is this episode of Have Bat, but I'm staying at home. Now, before we do move on from that, we will quickly touch on something that Alex alluded to earlier. With one of yes. the, uh, he was a test hopeful that didn't make the test side. The turtle, Matty Renshaw, who yesterday, due to the Victorian Queensland Day uh, game finishing a day early, was able to play Queensland Premier Shield cricket, and he plays for uh, Tumble, who um, were playing Wynum Manly, who are a merged team by the by the sounds of it. I it's fair to say they got, those blokes. Yeah, it's fair to say the guys from uh, Wine and Manly are absolutely cursing Peter Hanscom and the the rest of the Victorian squad. As Peter Rent as a Peter as Matt Renshaw, <laughs> Peter's brother Matt Renshaw, peeled off a casual 
345 runs from 273 deliveries that included 38 fours and 12 sixes. 38 fours. So that 345 is the highest ever score in Queensland Premier Cricket, which is a fair effort when you think of some of the players over the journey that would have gone through Queensland Premier Cricket. So... uh, well done to Matty Renshaw. Pity for you, it came the week after they picked this, the uh, test squad, so you don't get a fucking game. Sucked in, yep. dickhead. Yeah, they don't play <laughs> the Premier <laughs> Cricket anyway. Fuck him. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Selfish, too. Yeah. Could have pushed her outright at some stage. <laughs> uh, interesting one there, because um, he's had eight innings in Shield Cricket and made 158 runs. So yeah. he's obviously doing well at grade cricket, but not so good at Shield you know, Cricket. You know what how, else is how, interesting, Ross? Mm-hmm. I've been playing for 20 years and he's made almost as many runs as me in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the other interesting thing was, I think they should just parachute him into the first test team because everyone has, uh, you know, who's got, who's got um, uh, blood running through their veins at the moment has got a hard on for Australian cricketers playing grade cricket. That's, and that's yeah. what Renshaw's doing. That's so surely he just comes yeah. straight in. Ignore the first class cricket he's played. Just you're, oh, You play grade cricket and you've played for Australia. Oh, come back. That's what we need more of. Just give it back to grassroots. Yeah, because you'll have the right sort of ticker that we want. So that's get it. him in. Yeah. Out of the gilded bubble if you do yeah, that. That's it. Go. That's it. He's jumped out of the gilded bubble. Yeah, oh, agent of change. <laughs> agent of change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On that note, we jump over now to Alex for a WWTT rap. All right. We are the champions, my friend. Anyway, so the Australian women won the TTWW, which is... No, the WWTT, which is a Women's World T20, by beating England very, very convincingly in the final. Ross, mm. the match referee was Sir Richie Richardson. Oh, good. Did he have Just his... Just to get that out of the way. Did he have his giant floppy maroon on, is what I want to know. He did. Who never takes it off. Okay. Sleeps in it. Umpires Langton, Rusera and Sean George. TV umpires Gregory Brathwaite. And the reserve umpire is Nitin Menon. Let's just get that all out of the way. Why? They played the final at... <laughs> I don't know why there's some laughing going in the background. <laughs> laughing at bull. At North Sound. <laughs> I, I don't know where that is. Oh, good. In the West Indies, yes, I think. Yes, Paul? No, this is good, Gid. Oh, cool. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, so the English women batted first. They won the toss. And Heather Knight said, we'll have a bat. Um, and let me just have a look here. Have you written notes or are you just reading Wikipedia again? Uh, not Wikipedia, thank you very much. Danielle <laughs> Wyatt Earp um, opened the batting and made 43. Uh, Heather Knight was the only other contributor with the bat, made 25, batting at number five. Uh, out of the Australian bowlers, Sophie DJ Molyneux got carded. Um, she opened the bowling with her leggies, which is interesting. Went for 7.6 and over off her three. Uh, Megan Schutt, the funny woman... A comedian took uh, two far. Uh, Wareham took two, and Ashley Gardner took three. Uh, Alice Perry got the uh, final wicket there. So uh, the English uh, women ended up with 105 all out off 19.4 overs. The Aussie bats come in um, and open with Beth Mooney and Alyssa Healy, as they usually do. 
Um, they made 22 and 14 respectively. Ashley Gardner came in and boffed 33 off 26. And uh, the, uh, oh, I was going to say the elusive Meg Lunny, that doesn't make any sense, uh, made 28 not out. So Australia made it off 15 overs, two down. They made the runs. Very convincing win in the final, as was their semi-final win over West Indies. Equally convincing. So it was a bit of a whitewash in the end. Uh, but we're the champions nonetheless. Uh, Alex. Quick question, Alex. What happened yeah? to India? Because during the group stage, Australia lost to India, I believe. Yes. So there's a bit of a controversy, as there always is, when India lose anything in women's cricket. Everyone wants everyone else sacked. Hmm. Uh, Matali Raj was out injured, I think, for one match just before the uh, semis and did not get put back into the side. Um, so for everyone who doesn't know, Matali Raj is one of the greatest ever women's bats in international cricket, possibly still the best, vying with uh, Meg Lanning. Meg Lanning's probably a little bit better, but uh, Matali Raj has been playing for longer. Um, so India decided not to play her. She scored two fifties, I'm pretty sure, early on in the group's opening. Um, and then got dropped down to be number five, I think, in the batting order, which she was pissed off with. Um, I read an uh, article with a bit of an interview from her. She was saying that the team manager wouldn't even look at her. Couldn't um, even look at her the, in the eyes, kid. No, actually wouldn't. Like, mm. Actually wouldn't look at her in the eyes when she's like, why did I get dropped? Wouldn't look at her in the eyes. No, sorry, the did they at least send her a 2am email to let her know? Yeah, exactly. I oh, know. Have the common courtesy to send her a two AM Sunday morning email. Um, yeah, so the coach wouldn't even talk to her, so she had to organise a meeting through the team manager to talk to the coach. So she was bitterly disappointed. She got, she didn't get um, selected back into the side. So uh, yeah, you pretty spot, interesting. Now. England account. England accounted for India quite easily in the semi. Uh, they didn't have one of the best bats in the world playing. So. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Possibly the coach will get axed, because I think that's what happened last time. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'll go through a bit of the stats for the uh, tournament. Before so you do, Gil, Alyssa Healy can got... I just say, Sorry? Can I just say yep. one thing? Um, yes, That you was can. pretty good. Um, but when you're reading out the scorecard, um, and yep. you're talking about Alyssa Healy, um, yep. didn't she make every score above 50 except for the final? Yes. Might be worth mentioning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting to that, right. mate, if you just had a bit of patience for once in your life. I just thought, you'd, I thought you'd do it when you were talking about the scorecard, when you are rattling it off. No, no, what I'll do is I'll talk about it when I talk about the um, highest run scores for the Right. Club. Yeah. Okay, is this a pre-podcast uh, chat, or are we doing the podcast? No, <laughs> the no well... Oh, well, okay, good. It's, it, okay, so it's after, called Sabotage. Uh, after you I can't do, believe Bull said the segment's going well. That's what yeah. I'm more shocked After about. you do the bit oh. where you go through the highest run scores and mention Alyssa Healy, then we'll go to yeah. WBBL. How's that sound? Does that work for everyone? Yeah, okay, yeah? sounds good. Okay, all right, okay. All right. So then, <laughs> so when we're actually... We'll finish off with the quiz. Box. Yeah, so when we're actually <laughs> okay. doing the podcast, that's how it'll sit together. Yeah, so it'll just flow yeah. nicely then, I reckon. Yeah, okay. We've woken Bull right. up a bit right. too early. I think yeah. he's still got his grumpy eye. Oh, I'll just, um, I'll just write that down so when we do the podcast, we make sure it flows like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really uh, Ross, yeah. it's episode yeah. 81 too. 
Uh, 81. Thanks, Mick. Yeah, 81. Time, mate. Yep. Yeah. And I'm on 37 minutes now recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 45, actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we ready to start then. We've got all that sorted. Yeah. Hello <laughs> and welcome to episode 81 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. This is midway through, so you're probably just about to switch off. <laughs> That's all Alex. Right. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that, um, Paul. We'll go over to the uh, most run score oh, in the what competition. A and, yeah, I know. Lo and behold, <laughs> Alyssa Healy uh, scored the most runs. And that's probably because she scored 250s. So, uh, Ball's wrong. She had five innings, scored 250. So, yeah. I don't know how you get to every inning scored over 50, but whatever. Well, she scored 225 runs in the high score of 56. An average of 56.25. Harvard Prit Kaur uh, was the second highest run scorer of 183. Uh, her highest score was 103. Oof. Interesting. Did stuff all in her other four innings, but uh, made a ton. Average 45. We'll go over to the uh, most wickets. Um, Dendra Dotton, Ashley Gardner and Megan Funny Woman Shoot um, all led the table with 10 wickets apiece. Um, Dendra Dotton had the uh, premier average of 7.7 there with one five wicket haul. What was her runs per um, over, Alex? Her runs per over was 5.63. That's so good. the top 10 pretty much all had it in, in the fives. Mm. Uh, but there's not too many that got cut. And I think because the two, the pretty much the two grounds only played on was slow and low, it was very hard to score quickly and to score runs without pace on the ball. And as you know, there's not too much pace going on in the ball of women's cricket. It's a lot of um, medium paces and spinners. So we'll move on to the most dismissals. And Tania Bahatia had the most dismissals as a wicketkeeper. Um, and she had 11, was two catches and nine stumpings. That's an average of Ross. You probably already worked it out, but 2.2 dismissals per innings. Cool. Good for her. Yes, <laughs> and we'll go over to the most sixes in the tournament, the most DRS, KLS, maximum sixes, or whatever they're called. Uh, Hubbard Prick-Kaur dominated this stat with 13 sixes. The next best was Ashley Gardner with six. So that's all the stats for the competition. Um, from all accounts, it was a very well-run ICC tournament, which is a turn-up for the books. Normally they're poorly run and have, you know, seven-day breaks in between matches for no reason. So it didn't go for too long. Um, and I, I think it was a pretty good idea to have just two grounds for the entire tournament as well. So any comments, fellas? Paul, you're uh, angry, so let's hear it. No, no, I, I like the way that you finished on admin. Um, that's very exciting. So well done. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll take that on board. More admin at yep, the end. Absolutely. More admin at the start <laughs> and end. So, yep. like a little bit of a sprinkling. Was made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what were the TV rights? What did the ground administrators think of the crowd? <laughs> How much did they pay at the gate? What were the gate takings for every yeah. match? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. actually what I'm interested in, guys. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Funny, Someone's it's never shown be. up before. Uh, anyway. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> On that note, we move over now to a little bit of WBBL, which kicked off yesterday with a double header at the City Power Ground in um, St Kilda in Melbourne. The junk. The junk, yes. And Mick, I believe you've been watching intently this morning as they go about their business. Yeah, I watched a little bit this morning. The Strikers were playing the Heat in their matching blue uniforms. How Cricket Australia let that happen, 
I don't know. <laughs> um, or my my main takeaway from today from this morning's match was there's a young lady playing for the Strikers who has a tattoo on the inside of her arm near her elbow, which is a tennis racket and a tennis ball. So I think she's yeah. playing the wrong sport. But um, yeah, that's my takeaway. Oh, very good. Maybe she's like Ash Barty. She's a uh, you know trying both cricket and tennis. Maybe yeah, mm. possibly. She, uh, she wasn't built like a tennis player, but she was built like a right. powerhouse cricket player. But mm. <laughs> right, so you posted a thing on uh, yes. the group chat. Yes, I did. Um, who was the player that named all her kid after Marvel characters? Yeah, so she named her bat. I can't think who it was, but it's a Renegades player, and she oh. named her bats and shoes after Marvel characters. <laughs> Lame. Yes. Lame. Fucking lame. Yeah. So the art... lame. You're the world's biggest bloody. It's Claire Kosky, Ross. Oh, good. Nats is the world's biggest Marvel fanboy. boy, mm-hmm. and you reckon it's lame to name? Yeah, I'm not naming stuff. my fucking kid Captain America, but am I? I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you named your gloves Ant Man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, my gloves are Ant Man and Wasp, and my pads are Thor and Loki. You fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> Is your bat named Melodia? <laughs> whatever can help the You just you just slip into a pair of Hellboys and you're away. <laughs> and your box is named Green Lantern. Yeah, my, my bat's the Hulk because all it does is smash things, mate. That's what my bat is. Mainly the fence when you walk off the green. <laughs> I didn't say the ball. I said just smashes things like helmets and fences and walls and stuff. <laughs> and, and you can also throw it 30 metres. Yeah. <laughs> At least. At least. <laughs> I must say, I'm not sure what was dumber. The fact that she does it or the article written about it, because it was one of those annoying articles where you groaned after reading every sentence. It was, was it meant to be done as like yeah. a time because now they played Eddie Had and Eddie Had's called Marvel oh, Stadium. It, it had, it had, the, oh, yeah. it had a rich stink. It had a yeah. very, very strong stink of that being the reason, Mick, that she's never actually yeah, yeah. called any of her equipment anything. And then all of a sudden that there's they're playing at Marvel Stadium, rebranded Marvel Stadium, the Renegades, that all of a sudden... Oh, hang on. Harold Son have rung me up asking, can yeah. you tell us, make up a story that you name your cricket bats Thor and the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. The journalist right? called and said, how okay. would you like a puff piece written about you? Oh, but yeah. you need the to tell that this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it it, yeah. it had all the hallmarks of they'd never spoken to her and yeah. someone had just gone, laid on as many over-the-top sentences one after another as they could and they'd sort of had a good old laugh in the office about this incredible puff piece that they were putting together. So, yes, it was disgusting on many levels. Mm. Yes, anyway, we move on from that and the WBBL is a little bit shorter this year. Same number of games, but it's going from... Uh, yesterday, so the first day of December, through to the final is on Australia Day, yeah. Saturday, January 26th. So I think that's a good thing. There's a the usual yep. spread of games on uh, Seven, Foxtel, and the Cricket Australia app, so you can watch them all, one way or another. Nice. So that's good news. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's actually the Renegades are playing at Eastern Oval in Ballarat in the coming week. Oh, mm. our favourite ground. Sunday. Yeah, favourite ground. Yeah. Mm. So well, everyone will be wearing their uh, woolly pullies and vests up there, mate. I imagine so. It's a cold place. It's mm. cold capital of Victoria. It can kill more. Just, uh, mm. just a question. How much do you reckon the ticket 
Um, ten bucks. Will be at the <laughs> ten. Oh, how much do you think they'll make out of the uh, total? Well, I was reading. Yeah, he that, said ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, I was reading actually that some of the games I think are free, but some they're charging ten bucks to get in. So oh, ten bucks, yeah. charging like a wounded bull. Yeah, I don't know. There's an idea that uh, if you you charge premium prices for a premium product, so you shouldn't let people in for free ever. Anyway, mm-hmm. don't agree with that. Anyway, stupid. Yeah, I concur. All right, we move on now to a bit of international cricket, and the test series that's gripping me at the moment is Pakistan versus New Zealand in the UAE. Mm. Yes. There's very interesting stuff happening there. The yes, first yeah. test was an absolute a collapse off. Yeah. So batting first, <laughs> New Zealand made 153. Kane Williamson, 63 there. They uh, capitulated from a position of not too bad, travelling at uh, 4 for 120 to be all out 150. That wasn't good. Uh, Yassir Shah, 3 for 54. Pakistan, though, didn't fare too much better. Babar Azam with a 60. They were 227 all out. So, low scoring test match. New Zealand second innings, uh, uh, 59 to the keeper, BJ Watling. Saw them manage to scramble to 249 all out. Once again, Yassir Shah, 5 for 110. So, Pakistan, they set a fourth innings target of 176 runs and they were yep. going just fine uh, 65 to Azhar Ali and 45 to Asad Shafiq had them cruising at 3 for 130 chasing, oh. se- chasing 176 then all hell broke loose <laughs> and they capitulated like never before from four for a hundred, three for hundred and thirty to all out one hundred and seventy-one. Oh. They lost by four runs. Hmm. I think there was a couple of questionable shots by the well, the skipper himself and a couple of other players trying to hit it into the next suburb. There's probably a couple of questionable characters in the Pakistan change room too. You're not saying so, they're on the take, really? are you, Michael and Alex? No, oh, no, I wasn't saying, saying it. I was, insin- I was insinuating. Ah, right. it. I wasn't <laughs> saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different, different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, unbelievable. The tail fell away. It was the keeper at yeah. seven, Shah, and captain Shafraz Ahmed. Safraz Ahmed. Sorry, yeah. he went for three, and then uh, the the bottom four went duck, duck, duck. Zero not out. Did Jeez. not for much. Subsided quickly, but then again, the batsman should have done the job. Five for fifty-nine to. Um, A.Y. Patel in New Zealand did the job. Now, um, so that's 1-0 up. It's a three-match series, which is good to see. And yes. just to let you know, Alex, that the, um, the player of the match was, in fact, that New Zealand spinner, Ajaz Patel. Yep. Yeah. He won't do anything ever again. Yeah. And the match referee was Javagal Srinath of India, former mm, pace bowler. Joel for the boys. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, flick over now to the second test. And Pakistan were... Uh, chastened by that loss in the first test. They went out and batted a lot better in the next test. Azar Ali, 81. Harris Sahail, 147. And my man Babar, 127. 418 for five declared. Proved a little bit too much for New Zealand. First innings, all out 90. <laughs> Kane Williamson. Well, Colin, Colin de Gromholm didn't make a triple time. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I'm not sure how he gets to play test cricket, that bloke. Anyway, he looks like a poor ODI player. Uh, they, they were going fine. The openers made 31 and 22. 
And they were one for 61. Next, next minute, they're all out 90. <laughs> Kane Williamson was high the, and dry uh... and 28 not out as they went uh, from number four onwards. Duck, duck, one. Duck, 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 four. Duck. <laughs> you forgot to say goose, Ross. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. This is so um, just, just a lazy six the... ducks in the bottom yeah. eight. Oh. <laughs> did anyone see the Aston Shards wickets? Oh. Yeah. No. The left-hander for New Zealand just tried to block a ball that pitched outside off, and I reckon he missed it by two foot <laughs> and it hit his middle stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it just it turned a mile, but it was turning sharp too. It wasn't like the normal low, slow turn. Yeah. It was actually fizzing off the deck. Yeah. But my God, like if, I don't know how we got... That far away from it, like what was he thinking was going to happen? It was going to skid yeah. on straight. The like, pitch is only oh. a certain width, isn't it, Al? So it's not like <laughs> yeah, you can play that far inside the line of it. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, he's not just—it's not just like oh, he was you know slightly off technically. <laughs> it's like this massive gap in yeah. between his back four feet away. Uh, yeah. So uh, yes, he shot twelve point three overs, eight for forty-one in that innings. <laughs> And the one that always surprised me, you look through and you go, it's a test match. So in the middle of that, after two ducks oh, yeah. in four balls, <laughs> Ross Taylor and H. Nichols with two ducks in four balls, then the keeper came in and managed to get himself run out for one. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's unforgivable. That's that unforgivable. And who was he run out by? Yes, he's Shah, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's abysmal. Yep, okay. It is. New Zealand's second innings. Uh, Pakistan did what Australia never do. They enforced the follow on, <laughs> would you believe, after yep. a score of 400 against a score of 90. And uh, they did fare a little bit better in the second innings. Half centuries to Latham, Ross Taylor, and Nichols meant that they made a decent fist of it 312 all out. Six for 143 of 45 overs for Yassir Shah. Yeah. He's a pick of the bowlers. Hassan Ali picked up another three. So man of the match, of course, Yassir Shah. And uh, good to see the match referee carried on his work of the first match in the similar vein is Jabagal Srinath doing a great job and um, earning the respect of all who come in contact with him, I believe. Did they win that yeah, by an inning? I think from? he was over there um, running a supporters tour, so he just happened to be in the area, just like David Boone. Even though he's from India and the team's playing with Pakistan and New Zealand. Yeah, it was an India supporters tour. Oh, okay. They love cricket, mate, regardless. <laughs> I see. Right. They love so that. They can go and ride dirt bikes in the sand dunes of Abu Dhabi. Good for them. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what happens on a supporters tour. You go watch cricket, then you ride dirt bikes. <laughs> <laughs> take your word for it. Go diamond shopping. Okay, well, you can't go drinking, so you might as well. No. Right? Yep. You go down that big water slide in the giant uh, hotel. Oh, that big water slide, yeah, that one. Yep. That one. Good. Yeah. Everyone knows about it, Ross. You just shelter. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> There's a third test coming up this week, so 3rd of December it starts, tomorrow in fact. Can't wait to see the next level of collapse coming oh, in that one. It's been a fair effort so far, yeah. it's just been comedy of errors. <laughs> All right, we move. talking about collapses, let's go look how the West Indies are going. Huh. They're playing <laughs> Bangladesh, and um, first test of course is in Dhaka. Uh, Bangladesh, <laughs> Bangladesh <laughs> batted first. 
Now, I'm not sure if this is the first time they've ever made 500, but it certainly would have been exciting for them. Mamadoula, the man with one name, made 136, batting at number seven. 508 oh. all out off just 154 overs. Oh. Pick of the uh, West Indies bowlers. Who am I kidding? There are none. We move on uh. to the West Indies uh, innings. Stand off well. The skipper, Craig Brathwaite, making a uh, duck. The skipper? Yeah, he made a duck. He's skipper now. Yep. Where's Holder? No, he's not playing for some reason. Anyway, they're, they're rolling around it at 5 for 75, but uh, it could have been worse. They were 5 for 29, so they're doing well. Yep. Yeah. Right, that's the first test of fight the couple. Back, wait, the fight back is oh, That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're hoping that um, their main man, uh, Hetmeyer, will make a triple century for them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've got uh, Devon Bishu. He should be right for a cheeky 150, we believe, yeah. So, no, no issues is what they're saying at the minute. Okay. No issues with Bishu. <laughs> That's it. That's what they say. And last but definitely not least, we go to the uh, most surprising, I think, result for me. It's the three-test series, Sri Lanka versus England, and England won that 3-0. Yeah. And yep. Jack Leach was the real winner out of this game. The uh, parasite who sucked. Sucked the blood out of him. Yeah, mate. he did. Real yeah. parasite. Uh, interesting. <laughs> England had gone with this unbalanced team of like four bowlers and two all-rounders and won the first two tests. They then ditched that yep. strategy and went for an extra batsman uh, who also happens to be a keeper. So they had three keepers in their 11. So <laughs> the other way. They followed the lead of Tasmania and got that happening. But uh, our man John Bairstow batting at three, 110. So... Look at that. What a great move. I think uh, he might have found himself a position in the batting order because it, look, it looks better with him at three, Joe Root at four. I know one of our correspondents said that that's how they bat at Yorkshire or something like that. They'd always batted okay. together. So, And then Stokes at five, Josh Butler at six, Moali seven, Ben Folks the keeper at eight, then Adil Rashid, our man, Stu Broad back in, and yeah. rightly so. Can't keep a good man down. I think it's just because Jimmy Anderson wanted a game off. Anyway, uh, that's what happened. Stu Broad bowled nine overs for the innings. Took none for. Great job. Uh, <laughs> it was Adil Rashid and Ben Stokes who managed to roll um, Sri Lanka for 240 against England's 336 in the first innings. England's second innings, 230 all out. Scores all through the middle order. Stokes with 40, Josh Butler 64, Ben Folks 36, and Stu Broad won. Andy um, Stripes, <laughs> Pereira's got a five for there. Sri Lanka's victory target, 327, proved too much. 86 to BKG, Mendes, and 65 to Silva, weren't enough. 42 to my man, Push Pakumara, batting at number Ooh. 11, including six fours Ooh. and a six. Don't push me, uh, push a push Pakumara. <laughs> <laughs> Said in such a monotone voice. <laughs> Extra funny. But it was um, Mo Ali and man with Crohn's disease, Leach, Jack Leach, no. who took four for 72, <laughs> four for 92, respectively, did the job for England. Man of the match, Johnny Bairstow. Player John. of the series, Ben Folks, the wicketkeeper. Oh, not boxing Ben Stokes, but Ben, that's all folks. And the match referee had the honour of handing out the player of the match award, and that man was, of course... Yeah, the big check. That man, of course, was Zimbabwe's own Andy Pycroft.
Of course it was. <laughs> oh. Andy, who ate all the pie crofts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, did you see Besto's celebration when he got his tongue? No. Did he headbutt someone? No. Oh, I, thought his head, I thought his head was going to fucking explode. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, he got, did his hair catch on fire? Yeah, it was, yes. And his face yeah. went bright red up. Surprisingly, mm. as a ginger, but he was like, he was so pumped it wasn't funny. I thought he was gonna burst out of his fucking shirt. It was that tight. Right. Jesus. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> now I just wanted to have a quick look, but um, um, one of my favourite websites for looking up cricket has decided to abandon me in an hour of need. Cricket to see, yeah, that one. Uh, oh, I see what's going on. I'm on the wrong page. No info about. No, cricket. that's right. So here's the stats. That's what I was looking for because I was very yes. impressed with. Um, the efforts of a couple of the debutants England blooded there, which was in particular <laughs> Jack Leach. <laughs> Most wickets, yes, Jack Leach, three overs, three overs, three matches, 18 wickets. Mo Ali took 18 as well. Adil Rashid took 12. And my man Pushpakumara took nine, which is good. He only played two tests, though. So, yes, mm. fine stuff there. The leading wicket taker was um, MDK Pereira, the spinner for Sri Lanka. Anyway, there you go. And, of course, most they're, runs, very interesting read as well. They're missing our man, uh, Arangana Harris, mate. That's who they're missing. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, he retired after the first test, so it was a bit That's hard it. to keep yeah. him on. Yeah. The, um, the most runs... Went back to plumbing. And perhaps a, an, <laughs> an indicator of why he won man of the series. Uh, most runs was Ben Folks for England, 277, including 107. He was one of only four century makers... On the tour, all of them were for England. None of the Sri Lankan batsmen made a century. Tells you something. Jeez. Yep, sure yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Great effort all round. And keyboard Jennings pulled out four freak catches at short leg, I believe, in that last match. Yes, he did. Mm. He's a, a tall fucker to have at short leg, too. It's because he's got his keyboard fingers. He knows where it's at. <laughs> Quirty. They call him Quirty. <laughs> Quirty Jennings. Yeah. Keyboard fingers Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, we move over now to the quiz, and I've got one that'll blow your socks off and then blow them back on again. Well, I won the last quiz, didn't yeah, I, sure Ross? Did. So, rating champ. Yep. We are the champ. Okay, now. Our Frederick Harold's off, are they, Ross? Yep, they sure are. They're blowing back on again. Uh, we're going to go in this order. It's going to be Alex, <laughs> then Mick, then David. Okay. All right. Seven, All right. seven times an Australian has taken a sixfer in ODI cricket. Mm. Uh-huh. But that's only six, right. six people. One person's done it twice. Your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to name those six men who've taken a <laughs> sixfer in ODI cricket. Over to you, Alex. Warning. Warning. No. Bow. Mick. Nathan Bracken. No. Over to you, David. Ryan Harris. No. Oh, Oh, I've got one. Alex. Andy Bickle. No, took a seven foot. Ian the Freak Harvey. No, not even close. Don't even reckon he took a three foot. Fucking hell. (laughs) David. Um, Brett Lee. No, only ever took a five foot. Alex. Uh, uh, Sean Tate. No. Ooh. Domestic cricket, yes. International cricket, no. Uh-huh. Mick. Um, Peter Taylor. No. David. Clint Mackay. 
No, skins, man. No. Okay, time for some clues. Two of them are current players. Two of them are recently retired. Stark. Yes. Woo! He's taken... He's the one who took two. He took six for 28 against New Zealand in the World Cup in Auckland in 2015. He took six for 45 in Dumbula against Sri Lanka in 2016. Against New Zealand doesn't really count. (laughs) Um... Pat Cummings. Nope. David. Noni. Noni Hazel. Yes. Six for 52 against New Zealand. Right. That doesn't count either. Birmingham. Recently retired. Yep. Two of them. Uh, Hastings. Yes. Now, I read out the wrong stats. He was a six for 45 against Sri Lanka and Dumbula in August 2016. Stark Uh took a five for against, six for against India at the MCG in 2015. All right. Two for... Alex, over to you, Mick. Uh, Craig McDermott. No, recently retired. Yeah, I mean, there's, but there's more. There's more than just that bloke just recently okay. retired. Okay, well, I'll give you. There's one more recently retired. <laughs> you know more about the quiz than Rob. There's one, there's one more recently retired, and then there's one from the seventies and one from the eighties. And I don't reckon you'll get them. Anyway, there's one you should get. Over to you, David. Not my man, uh, Shane Watson, was it? No, nah, never took a six foot. Winkers. <sighs> Back to me, recently retired. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, uh, Hog. No, good guess, oh, though. Bradley. And I'm going to put you Dug all... Dug the rug? I'm going to put you all out of your misery. Yeah. So, 6 of 31 against Sri Lanka in Palakala in 2011, Mitchell Johnson. Uh, uh, Gary Gilmore at the 1975 World Cup, 6 of 14. I was going to say him. Yeah, oh, well, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, oh, GG. Yeah, and then Ken McClay, the 1983 that, World Cup. Get that up 6 of 39 against India at Nottingham. It was my man the year I got born. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I didn't think you'd get those two. I thought you'd get the other four, though. Never mind. Yeah. So the winner of that quiz is Alex with two. <laughs> a dynasty, a mini dynasty, everyone. Sure, indeed. Okay. <laughs> oh, fucking suck eggs. On that note, we head over to uh, some listener feedback, and we've been pumped with information from our main man, uh, Denzel Washington. Oh yes. Uh, over to you, Mick. Oh, I'm reading. I don't even have it in front of me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I know uh, he, bought, he uh, bought a T-shirt yep. from Redbubble. Yep. So we thank Denzel for that. He got himself one more of the uh, yeah. one of the more mancad T-shirts that we do, which is the old uh, Run DMC style logo, but it says more mancad. Uh-huh. So, yep. And he's uh, <laughs> he has been hitting us up on the messages a fair bit lately, getting very involved. Him and Chris Hemsworth. I think it's because England are good. Yeah, again. yeah so that's what it is. So I think. Are yeah. we going to package up a care pack and send it over some Frederick Harolds? Yeah, once we get some stubby holders sorted out, <laughs> I've, I have a couple of the <laughs> mid-off hats that I um, had set aside from when I did organise mid-off hats. So we'll probably grab them stubby holders, we'll chuck in some Frederick Harolds and we'll organise some care packages. Yeah. And so that's and we are literally that good to yeah, our Yeah, that's right. Well, those who actually give us feedback, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Denzel did show us a picture of the current hat he's rocking, which is all red with bright white letters that just says sports. <laughs> I thought that was quite cool. And um, um, he wanted to know, say, uh... he wanted to get the graphic design or the design, but you're probably giving away now, Mick, about how we got together with the template for more Mancat. It's Run DMC yeah. logo. Okay, well, that probably helps him out because he's going to go get no, some I've more. Got, hats I've got the image somewhere. I'll. Um, I'll... Get it through to him on the Facebook message. Yeah, that'll cost nothing to email it. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say that uh, Grant Ronald Dowler sp- sparked up a little bit after we put out a call to us. Mm, yes, he dropped did. off pretty much immediately. So <laughs> it's not good enough. We need sustained yeah. <laughs> barrage um, of messages. Um, is what I yeah, like. Communication yeah, and uh, social stuff. Yeah. We don't need just a one-off bloody burst. Yeah. Does nothing. Yeah. You may as well be Sean Marshall. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should try and be entertaining for that to happen. <laughs> oh well, no, you're certainly. No, it's not on us, yeah. mate. It's, it's not, not our fault. fault. It's not our <laughs> You've certainly kept up your end of the bargain today, bull. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> monotone bullock over here. I've been, I've been good. Right. No question. Oh, yeah. No question. It's real and unreal. You've been somewhere between the two. Okay. <laughs> on that note, I think uh, we'll give it a wrap. Ooh, and yeah. I just uh, send out a reminder that in our pre-Christmas episode, maybe the next one, maybe we'll have another. One, I don't know. But uh, I've decided that we will not do Chris Kringle. Mm. Okay. Oh, no. oh, where in, am I going to get a plain white mug from this year? Okay. In, <laughs> instead, in, uh, as a tribute to the current West Indies cricket captain, Craig Brathwaite, we'll be doing Craig Kringle. Still <laughs> 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 take that, but it's Craig Kringle. Right. So get your Craig Kringle guests ready. Uh, we'll get Alex on to the... Uh, random number generator, so we can work out who's getting who, and then go down to the shops and get your Craig Kringles. Yep. Well, I can stuff it up so no someone didn't get any presents like I did last yep. year. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, I'll just go. Don't know how I did uh, it's that. pretty hard with four I people. Mathematics. <laughs> I broke mathematics, yeah. Ross. All right. Well, on that note, it's a wrap. This has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast on all major social media and podcasting platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Mid-Off Cricket, on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye, Roscoe. See ya. See ya.